Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for subscribing to 28 Days of Glory, daily segments of biblical principle taught by the Right Reverend LeVon and Reverend Selena Breland. Well, good evening. Thank you for listening to the broadcast tonight. If you so happen to be listening by phone, um, or if you listen by internet and you um, have to get off the internet by, for some reason, you can listen by phone by simply dialing into our call in number. That call in number is uh three four seven two three seven five four two four. We're on live tonight. We are in the twenty eight days of glory and we're continuing our series. Matter of fact, we're concluding our series on the Believers Boot Camp. And the whole purpose of it is to encourage you as Christians to develop intimacy and integrity in studying the Word of God. Amen. So uh, get ready to get into the Word of God and pick up from where we left off yesterday. And and note that God is up to something, amen. So get your notebooks out. Uh, we've been on and we're going to keep going on the entire month. Every day we're studying the Word of God. So join us. On this particular, I'm getting some great feedback, and I want to continue to get great feedback. So thank you for listening to tonight. And um, let's pray and get ready to get right into the lesson. And then I want to make certain I have everything I need. So, so that way, once we flow, we're not interrupted. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Well, let's pray. Amen. There was an I need that is right here. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. Knowing that this is the day that you have made, we rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do believe depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I may manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church and Father and everything that shall be accomplished and revealed. You be glorified. For it is in the name of Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Our two primary scriptures that we have have examined and, and exegeted was um, and found both found in Timothy. One was the address where Timothy was personally charged to study to show himself approved under God of work and that needed not to be ashamed, but one that correctly handles or rightly divides. The second address was found in Timothy, I believe it's the third chapter, where we learned. Um, uh, where we spent uh, you know, Second Timothy, the third chapter, where we said that all Scripture was inspired by God, um, by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God might be thoroughly uh, 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 or be adequately equipped. I, I was thinking of King James, uh, thoroughly furnished, but this is New King James, where it's adequately equipped for every good work. And we talked about um, last 
yesterday, which included that there's five things happen when there's a uh, there's really a serious approach to reverencing the scriptures and building, allowing the brilliance of the Holy Spirit to connect to your brain, and that is He will first teach you and then reprove you, correct you, train you in righteousness. Amen. And and of course you'll be able to apply it to your life. And and so in the conclusion, conclusive thoughts, we want to continue to encourage you to organize um, uh, your your study by, um, again, building this system because everything is in a system. Everything requires a system. So we want to talk tonight and entitle this one Breaking the Code, Breaking the Code. Um, and we want to encourage you to build a system of, of systematic study of the Word of God, a system of systematic study of the Word of God, because the, the Word of God must be properly interpreted. Now, when we go into interpretation, you can get into a lot of of information, um, but we want to be as succinct as possible and at least establish um, establish you well enough so that you can really apply God's word on your own. You, you know, um, many times when you're preaching um, or when you're listening to a preacher, you're not really getting all of what the person is presenting and prepared for you. Um, so we often encourage people that if you really felt that a message was for you, that you first purchase that message so to support that ministry, but you also take it as, and create an audio library. So um, the other one I said, build a biblical library. First start with the Bible, one that you can read, one that, uh, one that you can grow up to learn to read, such as the Amplified and the King James versions, which requires you to be discerning and develop um, interpretive um, interpretive analysis of the scripture. And that's why I, I generally when I'm ministering on the radio, I use King James. And people say, well, you can use easy reads. And easy reads often become a commentary, not necessarily a translation, um, because they often insert ideas as toward the opinion of the translator versus the original author. And with the King James, is the closest to accuracy. And then, there's, of course, there's Greek and Hebrew which are the most accurate um, things. But you start with a library. You build your library, a legitimate library. And then after you build that library, then you connect it to a local congregation. And so we want to we deal with breaking a code because uh, our principle number one for tonight is that the Bible is a covenant-coded book. It's a covenant-coded book. There's a scripture that says, Jesus uh, said it like this, unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the gospel, meaning that everybody that we have access to this. And, and of course, when he was with his disciples, he was letting them know, you got, if you want to walk with me, you're going to have to be a little deeper. We, we've given you the scriptures that the natural man cannot obtain, obtain the things of God, neither does he know them, but they are spiritually designed. Now, um, the passage, let's go to, well, we can go to either Mark 4 or Matthew 13. I would rather go to 
Matthew 13. Let's go to Matthew 13. Amen. We're journeying in the Word of God. And um, what better words than to summarize this study on the words of the Lord Jesus? Because, um, and then we want to, after we go to Matthew 13, amen, modern technology is wonderful. Uh, um, okay, this is good. Um, Jesus is teaching here of the parable of the sower or the parable of the soil, depending on uh, which uh, which thing you want to take it, but it's all the same parable. And... Um, Basically, he's he's really telling them how God's word affects the um, the hearts of people, and how we handle the word of God will determine how much it benefits us. And of course, you know the um, parable of the soil um, parable for us to understand. Because if we don't understand it, we won't understand any parables. So. So when Jesus reads this parable, and we'll we'll park that there for a second, but just uh, mark down 13. I want to get you as much information as I can tonight because the scripture must be interpreted, but it has to be done correctly. If you can wrong, if you can rightly divide it, that means it can be wrongly divided. And intent means everything to God, and that's why He provides us the Holy Spirit to ensure that the intent of you grasping what you get won't get out of character or won't get out of perspective for why you're going after understanding the word of God. Man looketh on the outward appearance. Man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looketh on the heart. Amen. So uh, we as the body of Christ have to remind ourselves, and that's why the parable of the soil um, the parable of the soil, and that's, of course, that's um, 1 Samuel 6, verse 7 that I just quoted. Don't look at his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. God does not see what a man sees. Man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And, of course, you know, that was a call of of, of David, really, and, and God had chosen David over Saul, and Saul was the people's choice, but Samuel knew that that wasn't the, the one that God wanted us to do. So the Holy Spirit helps us translate it. And, of course, we talked about uh, how the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual nourishment, spiritual sensitivity. He gives us spiritual authority, and then he perfects us, um, uh, perfects us so that we can display ourselves. But we have to go in with with the right perspective. When we anytime we approach scripture, we have to approach it with the right perspective. Because if not, you can go left field. The scripture goes on to say that the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. And I want you to to know these scriptures, and that's found in Second Corinthians chapter three, verses four through six. Uh, I want you to know this because you, as a minister of the gospel need to always, when you talk about study and minister of the gospel, we serve it. 
Um, you need to always study um, with a pure heart. That's why the scripture in 14, Proverbs, says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. You know, and, and um, those scriptures tell you that motive is everything to God. Do you get what I'm saying? Motive is everything to God. Uh, and, and I'm saying this because when we get into the information tonight, I'm going to give you a lot of principles that you can apply to approaching and building uh, 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 building your system to that brilliance by unlocking codes. But you have to have access, and the access that we have to revelation from God is his heart. And we only have that access by the Holy Spirit. Now, let me give you five things that the Holy Spirit um, is to us as believers. He is the intelligence of God. He is the intelligence of God. Secondly, he is the inspiration to live out our faith. So he gives us inspiration. Of course, the Bible says all Scripture is inspired by God. God is spirit, right, and it's profitable, right? Why? Because it's, it's, it's the inspiration from the Holy Ghost um, uh, helps us live out our faith, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Certainly, the, so he is the instructor of the new nature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are made new. So he, he teaches us of our new nature, and our new nature is lived out, out, out of our hearts. The core of our understanding, the place of purity, where we really determine what we perceive as God and what's not God. The reality that 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 source in which we we grow into God's nature. Amen. Now, in uh, fourthly, He is the instruments to which we hear from God. Because anything that He hears from Jesus, the Scripture says in sixteen of chapter. Uh, of, of the Gospel of John, he will relay it to us. So we rely on hearing the voice of God by the Holy Spirit, not from our natural ear, not from meditating, not from just memorizing scriptures. The instrument that we use to hear from God is the Holy Spirit. For the, man, the natural man cannot obtain the things of God, neither does he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So the the um the key to really enabling ourselves to live as as Christians and operate as Christians and confident is being spirit, spirit led. And that's why I took you to Romans eight yesterday. Okay, so that's he is the instrument to which we hear from God, and that he is the illuminator of what it means to have our conduct and convictions and our commitments aligned to the things of God. All right. Now, patterns that we see in Scripture that the Holy Spirit provokes us to develop in Scripture, right? These are patterns that we know. The first thing that we know that the Holy Spirit will do is cause us to live unto godliness. He will cause us to live unto godliness. Now, you know, a lot of them, you, one of the most important things that you will ever hear me teaching, because a lot of times, People think because they go to a secular 
institution that has theological um, uh, studies and endeavors that uh, they are qualified to minister the gospel. Oh, that don't make you qualified. I make you a little informed on devices that people use to interpret the scripture in the best of their ability. But again, what is received from God or for them to, to be enabled to live comes through and only by the Holy Spirit. And I cannot um, stress that enough. It teaches us how to live just like God would want us to live. That's why it, it teaches us, uh, it causes us to live godly. It also changes us from the inside out. Why? Because God is not worried about you exemplifying things externally if your heart is not in the place internally to where he can really get your attention. Amen. And then also the, the Holy Spirit convicts us of, the, of what sin is because sin is something that God hates and that's against the nature of God. So it convicts us. Now, the problem is a lot of people want to develop a relationship with God without conviction, without changing from the inside out, and without being caused to live godly. So if those things are not in their motive that's in, that comes with the connection of the Holy Spirit, why would he reveal truth to them that he would want them to know that enables them? Because you have a lot of educated flunkies. You have a lot of educated failures. You have a lot of educated, confused, and conflicted leaders that call themselves clergy. And you're going to have to be guided by the Holy Spirit to be able to discern because if it can be correctly uh, uh, or incorrectly uh, or rightly divided, it can be incorrectly divided. And that's what you want to make certain that you're not building a concept or a context of the Scripture that doesn't connect with the intent of God. That's my principle number two. Make certain that you as a Christian don't create a concept or a context of the scripture that doesn't connect to the heartbeat because motive is everything, again, to God. Now, the Holy Spirit also corrects us. Not only does he convict, because convict is just the, the emotion that charges us to take note but he also provides correction to align according to the pattern that we see in Christ. Christ is the anointing that was on Jesus that enabled him to perform and get it right. And when we, we, we can do all things through Christ, not Jesus' last name. Christ is not his last name, but it's indicative of the power in which he possessed. Amen. And then, the Spirit of God conveys the will of God to us. It conveys the will of God, or the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, these things take place. Uh, he he, he um, causes us to live God, godly. He changes us from the inside out. He convicts the world of sin. He corrects us according to the pattern of Christ, and he conveys the will of God and challenges our mind to think just like Christ would think. Amen? And we have to allow the Holy Spirit to do that. Now, we're going to go back to, um, we're going to conclude in, in Matthew 13. So with that being said, him being the, the source, we can approach the scripture in light of his, 
his revealing God's nature to us. Now, I'm going to get real deep on us now. So I, I know y'all think I'm going slow because y'all know I'm going to speed up. But I want to make certain that you understand that it's the Holy Spirit that causes us to develop the heart that we need to hear from God. Because that's, that's the big question. Are we hearing from God? Do we, um, do we really have what it takes to hear from God? Because hearing from God is everything to the spiritual experience that we seek to endeavor. Do we connect to something supernatural? And is that supernatural source God? And if it's going to come, if it's, if it's the source of God, then it's going to be connected by the Holy Spirit, who he said, and who he said would lead us and guide us into all truth and only say what he would hear from the Lord Jesus for us to know. And this, this is the fellowship that would cause the, the New Testament believer to really be affirmed in who they are because God is able to write in them instinctively things that they can apply to their heart. So whether anyone sees them or not, they believe, they believe, they believe. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, the Scripture says. So the reason why God deals with the heart matter and tells you to guard your heart and he speaks to your heart through the Holy Spirit is so that you can believe, really believe, and also that you can hear exactly what he wants you to know in your heart, in your heart. And that's why the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Because those, those attributes of righteousness, peace, and joy can only be found in a relationship with the Holy Spirit that enables you to live the Christian life so that in your heart you can believe and know what God has purposed you to do. So when you, when you have this understanding in your life and in your heart, you become at, uh, addictive learners to the things of God. You, you begin to be addicted uh, practitioners of the plans and the purposes and the pursuits of God because the more you press into his patterns and his precepts and his, and his principles, the better you will become. And those, those things must be systemized. It must be built. And you have to personally be an organized person, uh, building your library, dividing, div, um, dividing time daily to learn from that system, you know, and then deepening study, incorporating prayer, meditation, and fasting, and detaching yourself from others so that you can hear God for yourself, and then also depending on the Holy Spirit to help translate those complex situations to you over time. So the relationship of the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential to begin to decode the covenants of the Scriptures. Old learning, when you really learn the Bible, now, you know, you got people that say they go to school, they hear a good speaker that's half anti or half atheist, half Christian, and they tell you everything that you believe is a lie, and a lot of the stuff is the traditions of men, and then they try to emasculate your faith and um, and rip out, uh, you know, they try to deprogram you from sacred cows that they believe are sacred cows, and, and because you don't really hear from the Holy Spirit, you take what they the, what they deprogram the ripping and the shedding of what you thought you believed, and you develop confidence in their opinions, and you hold their opinions just as strong 
as beliefs that you really didn't develop. No, it's the Holy Spirit that's really going to help you translate the truth that you need to know because he contains the truth. That's why the whole description I referred to last week says that uh, you don't you have an unction from the Holy One that you don't need no one to teach you. I'll be in the spirit of truth abide, and he speaks to us to reveal the truth that we need to know. Amen. Amen. Well, I got to keep going on. Let's um let's go a little deeper. Uh, the uh, you want to the purpose of all of all of this uh, before you deprogram, you must develop some things, and that's what I wanted to tell you because a lot of times you will when you when you hear teachers like this, you'll be confronted with I may have been misinformed about things about my faith. And I may have had so much confidence and personalities and persuasive speaking that I really didn't take time to really develop principles needed to believe. But before you do uh, deprogram all of what you believe, the first thing you need to do is to develop a discipleship platform where you're daily consecrating yourself and provoking yourself to prayer, fasting, meditation, and the reading of scripture, and then also taking notes and and in increasing value to your study habits in your life. Hallelujah. I sense the Holy Ghost on what I'm saying. Don't just destroy what you believe until you develop a system that can affirm what you destroy. Hallelujah. And, Lord, if you can't do it for yourself, don't expect somebody else to be able to drill it and throw it in your head because faith is a self pursuit pursue. Faith is the substance of things hopeful by, uh, and the evidence of things not 